Hi, I'm Karan Tejwani, and I'm the author of Wings of Change, a book looking at Red Bull's influence in football. Red Bull started their football operations 15 years ago with the controversial takeover of local club SV Austria Salzburg. Since then, they've expanded to countries like Brazil, the United States of America, and Germany. My book profiles the key people behind their rise, and in addition to that, it looks at why they have been so successful, yet so controversial, in recent years. The book includes key interviews with people like Badly Light Phillips, Ernst Tanner, and more. Wings of Change is out on 9th November 2020. Welcome back to another episode of the Gen Z Football Podcast. I'm Ryan Shop, and I'm joined, as always, by Tom Hayes. How are you, Tom? Yes, very good. And yourself? Yeah, not bad. What have you been up to? This week, uh, not a great deal. I've, be, I've been waiting for Premier League to come back. A few uh, international games. What else? Bit of news happened. Project B picture was yep. short-lived. We'll talk about that one in the rundown, but yeah. Yeah, uh, our main segment this week will be going through the Champions League. Um, it's back. As, it an- as we anticipate, it's arrival back after its short um, delay, some would say. It just finished only a few weeks ago, really, a month couple ago, of months yeah. ago. Yep. Anyway, um, we'll move on to the rundown. This week on The Rundown, Macclesfield Town will relaunch as Macclesfield FC after local businessman Robert Smithhurst acquired the assets of the club. Well, this is great news, Tom. Yeah, very good to see. Um, I saw a couple reports saying, you know, they weren't going to be dead and buried. They will be, they will be reborn, and it has happened. Um, Daddy Whitaker will remain as the manager, um, and Robbie Savage will now be the head of football there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's it's coming together quickly, and... I think they will be put in the... It's the league below... I'll have to look into this. I think it's the seventh tier of English football at the moment. National Conference West or East yeah. or, or North. something like yeah, that. I'm not sure North, what it East, is. East, South, yeah. something like that. Seventh tier, North, I believe, probably. is where they hope to be re, you know, reborn into. Yeah, this is great news, obviously, for the club who looked like they'd all but been finished. Obviously, Robert Smithhurst, um, I believe, is a local... Um, and obviously, I don't know if he actually paid anything for the club. He might have paid one pound or something. Something, something. silly. Because, of course, of their debts, and he would yeah. have to repay them. Well, it uh, says, yeah, acquired the assets, was the quote there. Yeah. Anyway, yep. moving on, Alan St. Maximin has signed a new six-year deal with Newcastle United. Um, big, I suppose. Yeah, it's, when you see, like, a six-year deal, it's, it doesn't come around very often. Um, we have seen a lot of five-year deals, but yeah, six or sevens where it starts getting into different territory. Um, especially another another big Newcastle fish, I'd say. He's one of their best players, um, and for Newcastle to pen him down for six more years is pretty fish, good business yeah. again. Um, but yeah, I I never really heard of him wanting to leave or being connected to any big uh, players, uh, not players, teams. Um, so I think it's a, it's a good deal for both at this stage. Yeah, um, obviously there is still some uh, lingerance of the Saudi deal. Um, there are mixed reports whether that will actually actually eventually happen um, as the current owner, 
the man's name who shall not be said. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, is re- uh, reportedly saying that he didn't knock down the uh, deal, and the Premier League are saying that um, he did, and they didn't. So whether that Premier goes League to court approved or it. the Premier League approved the yeah, takeover. but uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> it's a he said, he said, she said. Yeah, another big piece of news: yep. the project big picture that was proposed, um, causing a mixed reaction of. Res- um, a bunch of mixed reactions about amongst English, uh, the English football scene um, was scrapped. Yeah, um, very shortly they were. It was unanimously rejected by the Premier League clubs. However, one, however, League One and League Two uh, were to receive grants and interest interest free loans totaling fifty million pounds on top of the twenty seven point two million. In solidarity payments, uh, this was rejected by the EFL um, as it was only 20% of what they supposedly needed to survive. Mm-hmm. So, Project yes. Big Picture, Tom, you want to explain what yeah. it was proposing? Yeah, so the well, I'll go through the key points um, that was proposed uh, by Liverpool, I believe, the ones that put it forward. Manchester United also agreed. Um, so, the first key point was that the Premier League would be reduced from 20 to 18 clubs uh, and this would also include a relegation playoff um, for the team that finished 17th, I believe. So the bottom two would go down. It's similar to the Bundesliga, uh, how their relegation works. Uh, The EFL Cup and Community Shield would also be scrapped. Uh, Current one club, one vote principle would be abolished as the rule that 14 clubs out of the 20 need to agree on the policy. And that happened with the voting for this one. Uh, 14 clubs obviously didn't. That's why it was unanimously rejected. Uh, Power would be in the nine clubs that have remained in the Premier League the longest, that being Arsenal, Chelsea, Everton, Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Southampton, Tottenham and West Ham. Uh, only six of the nine longest-serving clubs need to vote for the major change. So that was all those clubs minus uh, West Ham, Everton, and Southampton. Um, also, what was uh, proposed was a £250 million payment up front to the EFL plus a £100 million payment to the Football Association, the FA. Um, 25% of Premier League annual revenue up, to, up from 4% would go to EFL clubs. Now... That was rejected, mm-hmm. um, as we could have expected. It's quite a large change, um, yes, to this the current state. However, it was uh, said, as you said, that the EFL would receive, or well, they, the Premier League clubs agreed that they would give the EFL fifty million pounds on top of the twenty-seven point two, I believe, um, which what seventy-two point five. They asked for $250 million to survive, um, so to say. Uh, and that was then rejected by the EFL as it wouldn't be enough at the end of the day, um, which has been a lot of mixed reaction. But at the, end of the, at the end of the day, again, I can see why they've rejected it because if they were to accept that, then they can expect no more revenue from the Premier League and that would be it and it would be a shambles from there. So I think they're going to keep pushing for that. £250 million payment uh, plus the 25% of Premier League revenue 
Um, but yeah, that's pretty much that in a nutshell. It's been rejected, um, but I don't expect it to you know arise again for a while or if ever. The the biggest thing I think was it was going to take away two teams um, from the current Premier League and that it would have consolidated power within the bigger clubs, which is uh, unfair. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't really surprised when they voted against it, um, yeah. but it'd be good to see the smaller clubs get the financial assistance that they so desperately need. Yeah, and yeah, football, you know, at the end of the day, football is not going to be the same if it's only one tier. Mm-hmm. So they need all those clubs to survive. I think it's 72 uh, clubs under the EFL at the current, currently. So, yeah, that's been pushed back. Um, I think that's just about it for that. And that was the rundown. So for the results in the last week, we have quite a few surprising results, uh, controversial results, Uh and expected results at the same time. Uh, but we'll get into it. There's 10 games. Is it 10 games? No, 8 games to get through, sorry. Uh, from game week 5 and the remaining 2 games that will be played tomorrow morning uh, from the time that we're recording this. So, first game. <laughs> I don't really... I don't want to seem biased with this one, but I've got a fair bit to talk about it, as did the football world as I saw. The first game was Everton 2, Liverpool 2. What did you predict firstly? I predicted 2-3 Liverpool. Yep, I also did that. So no points there as it was a draw. Now, first talking point from this uh, uh, game, VAR. We've talked about it before. We're going to talk about it again. Hmm. Do you trust the validity of VAR? Yes, I do. And before you say anything, um, the, the biggest... Well, the not biggest, the, the most controversial moment came right at the end with Jordan Henderson's goal yes. being disallowed. Um, now, the angle they showed on TV was not the right angle that I think the VR was actually going from because mm. it, it looks like it was completely... That wasn't offside. Um, but then when you see other angles, it's pretty clear-cut offside of what offside means. Yeah. Now, was there a clear advantage? Now, generally, that's what the offside rule was intended to cover, as like we said last week with the handball rule. Mm. But what it's intended, what it was originally intended to do is now not the case as it is applied to the administration um, of refereeing a football match. Um, If you are any part of your body is over the line, even in the slightest, that is offside. Um, No matter how microscopic, like if you can see it on the VAR camera, with the lines and all the things that have, it's consistent. That's all I'm going to say. It's, it's consistent. Con- it's consistent with other poor, not poor. It's consistent with other uh, results that have resulted in being given offside. Um, is it harsh? Yes, it's harsh. Is it not what the rule was originally intended to um, do? Yes. But is it now what the rule is? Yes, as well. So it's harsh, but it is deserving. Um, I don't think Liverpool's performance deserved to have that dis- the goal disallowed, but it was offside no matter how much you can Due contest Due to the it. rule. Yeah, yeah, through the rule. Now, what I, actually, I did just say it was consistent. I, I want to retract that 
because in the same game, there was also another offside that was pretty big. It was at the start of the game mm. and it caused an injury. Um, Van Dyke was offside, oh, awarded offside if it's an award. Yeah. <laughs> he was given offside um, before uh, an action happened where Pickford pretty much two-footed tackled him uh, in the box. Where if it isn't offside, the foul would then be looked at. Yeah. However, because it was offside, VAR did not look at a foul. But that was offside given by the linesman, wasn't it? Instead of no, it was, it was after. Yeah, after the play had okay. happened. So, firstly, I'll talk about the offside. Mm-hmm. Van Dyke was given offside because his elbow was offside, right? Mm-hmm. Which, one, it is within the rules. Um, he was given from his elbow. Now, that 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 was that was the offside part. Was his elbow was offside compared to I think it was Keane, Keane's foot. Oh no, it wasn't it was Calvert Lewin's foot? Sorry, uh, it was offside on the other side of the bloody pitch. For the Mane offside, they used the Everton defender's shoulder that was offside and drew the line from there, not from the defender's elbow, which then would have played Mane onside. That is where the, a lot of confusion comes from. And then again with the freeze frame that they used, the ball was already in motion. hadn't It was already being passed. Yep. But yeah, then again, it comes down to the technology. Like, yep. how fast can you stop it? I think it was like 144 hertz or whatever. Yep. Um, but yeah, when I say it's consistent, it's never going to be consistent because nothing's the same. It's always going to be a different instance. Um, the decision was harsh, as you said. And something that they're just going to have to live with. I think Liverpool appealed the VAR call, which it's not going to change the result. It's, it's just going to, if anything, it's just going to make the rule more and more complicated that they're just going to keep adding stuff. Yeah. And I don't like that, but I don't think anything's come from that either. No. Um, look, you can say what you want about, well, no, not you personally. I mean, anyone could say, yeah. Liverpool supporters could say what they like about the game in terms of they were robbed or blah, blah, blah. Oh, I don't feel like we're robbed. No, I, I, I feel, I didn't watch the whole game. I watched the um, highlights and things. But from what I saw is what we've seen so far of Everton this season. Um, mm. Just the major step up they've um, been able to do in... A remarkable amount of time under Carlo Ancelotti. Oh, um, but yeah, I think Everton could have easily scored another three, four goals. Um, Liverpool probably similar, although I think Everton's chances were a bit more, a bit more clear accurate. Cut. Liverpool yeah, clear had cut. a higher XG. I still believe they had more yeah, shots, they did. more on target, higher XG. Um, Pickford so, made two world class saves. I will give him that. He yeah. Made two very good so saves. I, I don't think he's draws... been on the pitch. Yeah, that brings it back. Uh, I was still thinking about that other thing. Um, I was watching the coverage, and back at the at halftime uh, when Premier League were doing the halftime review, mm-hmm. they had the referee, a former referee. I forgot his name, um, but he said, uh, in theory, the referee can still pay a foul even if it is offside. Yeah, but he didn't look at the foul. No. Now the foul no, has caused caused. Extreme damage. Not yeah. only that, it could have been a broken leg. I'm not going to say it was a broken leg. It could have. It could have. It's he's out for seven to yeah. eight, seven to twelve so, months. Well, he got recarded. No, he didn't. He got. He got recarded. Richarlison got recarded. Yeah. Richarlison got recarded at the end of the game. 
Pickford didn't even get a foul. No, not Pickford. Not even yeah. a red, yellow card. But also, he is a goalkeeper. So there is some. There's a there's a whole nother wormhole though. No, they didn't even look at the foul. They didn't even look at it. Yeah. So it was in the box, wasn't it? It was in the box. Yeah. Yeah. In the six so yard box even. Yeah. So this is this has actually been a thing. Um, I'm pretty sure that's happened a few times where goalkeepers have done things that on-field players wouldn't get away with. Yeah. So even if they looked at it as a foul, I think Pickford would be protected because he's a goalkeeper and it was inside the box. That doesn't mean it's right. I'm just saying goalkeepers, it's a completely different yeah. um, game because they're... Which I don't agree with that, though. Well... They shouldn't. It should be... But, but if, well, if you look at someone who's coming into the box to score, they're given a penalty for pretty much everything um, yeah. inside the box. So the other way around, when you're trying to defend... Anyway, not that it was a good thing to do, but... It would have been... It would have changed the, the game, Well, Also, I don't think it was intention... Pickford didn't intend oh, to cause... He wasn't watching the ball. He was watching Van Dijk. But, again, I'm biased, but I've watched yeah. the thing. I've watched analy- uh, people analyse It analyze wasn't smart, but, I mean... Of course it wasn't smart. I mean, he did make up... Pickford did make... In terms of his performance, he made up for it for the rest of the match. Yeah. It was pretty great. Um, but, yeah. Flying to your stop quite Just a few goals. Something that supporters will have to live with, I suppose, and the team as well. Yeah. I've already moved on from it. Something that wasn't picked up um, until after the game was Sadio Mane. Um, I can't remember who it was on. Someone an, an Everton player. Sadio Mane fell on the ground. It was, it was Coleman, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, fell on the ground. For, I don't know what he's doing. He's just being... I don't know. Uh, and then he fell on the ground and then he just sticks his leg out quite intentionally. Like, there was plenty yeah, it was of time. Intention- it was intentional. And um, trips Coleman? Yeah, hey, I think it was Coleman. <laughs> I mean, if that's not... A- Actually, I don't know. Coleman was... He came off. I can't remember who it was. Anyway, he Neither trips one of the Everton players. Um, it wasn't caught. It was and the, the referee didn't it say it. It was fully off the ball, yeah. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And, it, you know, it comes down... That would probably be in a red card if it was... If it was on the ball. Even if... But then again, it was deliberate. It was clear well, and deliberate. All tackles are deliberate. It's, I think it was more like... It was intentional, like... He stuck just, his foot out. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Anyway. But that's how you tackle. But he wasn't in a tackle. But, yeah, no. He was just tripping. It's a, it's a weird one because you don't see that very often. It's a often. stupid thing. Anyway. Um, one final thing I will mention. Richarlson, um, he got a red card. He's 23 years old. He's been sent off three times in the Premier League, twice in a Merseyside derby. He loves it. But um, he didn't love it on this occasion because he refused to go off. He was just sitting on the ground having a little moan and groan. And then yep. he uh, he apologised for his actions afterwards, which I, I didn't really expect. But, you know, he loves getting up in the uh, grunt of things. And, you know, you'd love it from an evident perspective. But... He should be playing for Burnley, really, shouldn't he? <laughs> The English footballer. Richarlson's... He's Brazilian. No, but, like, his style's very English. Is it? Well, like, he likes getting in. He likes... He's not afraid to get hurt. He's not afraid to get hurt. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose. That's very... Yeah, English. But, um... Yeah, but then again, I think that's another thing Burnley, to take away from very well. Um, we should probably move on, because we've yes. talked about Liverpool for a while. I think, uh, yeah, the rest of the games probably don't have as many uh, talking points as that one. We mean we don't have to talk about the next one if you don't want to. No, we very much will. Um, next game, Chelsea 3, Southampton 3. Mm. Now, <laughs> do you want to take the lead or do you, yeah, want, to, do okay. you want me to just say um, one word? I'll say one word. Okay. Kepa. Yeah, no. 
talk about Kepa again. I lost my words again. I really think he must be like the devil. He must be Satan. Like, how can someone be that? You know, how can someone ruin your your dreams? And you know, he's given me sleepless nights, honestly. Because we're stuck with him because he costs seventy five million pounds, yeah. and he signed a seven year contract. It's not it's not his fault. No, take his take his stupid money. I wouldn't care if he, we still paid him for the next five years or whatever is left on his contract. And he's sat on a beach in the middle of nowhere. Um, but of course, he had to come in because Mendy, who's brilliant, possibly his um, <laughs> new future replacement. Well, I don't think he's a full replacement. That's I've talked about that, but he's great. He's yeah, better than Kepa. Yeah. Um, was injured, um, so he comes on. And, okay, uh, every time he plays, I think the first five minutes were all right. Mm. First five minutes, great. Because the, generally the, we've got the um, against the majority of teams, Chelsea hold possession for most of it, so he has, doesn't have to do a lot, right? Um, it's just he can't he can't command from the back. He he doesn't position the defenders he well. He doesn't have that big men like that leadership mentality no. that most goalkeepers would have. Like you yeah, know. like the Petr Czechs and yeah, the, yeah. Um, and you know, I. So we started off well, very well, I'd say. Um, uh, with two goals from Timo Werner. Um, that was a really good goal. The second goal from Timo Werner was absolutely amazing. Um, Dinks it over the It'd be goal. close to goal of the year because he assisted himself. Yeah, kicking it over the head of um, the Southampton defenders um, to score, which is what we see, what we've seen from him uh, in the Bundesliga last year. Um, so it was good to see him actually come into form and actually score in the Premier League. Finally, finally scoring. Also, Havertz um, scored his first goal. Havertz scored his first Premier League. Premier League goal as well. So, yeah, we were up by 2-1. Two, two, but they scored in the last minutes, didn't they? Yeah. To equalise. To equalise. Um, but yeah. 3-3. Three, three. As I much as it was a Chelsea... I think Chelsea played pretty well. Um, I think... Kepa let, let the side down. We shouldn't have let them score, yes. But, I mean... Uh, one of them two, was two, his... No. Uh, two. Two. At, at least two was his fault. The first goal goal that Southampton scored, the defenders went back and Kepa was there by himself. I might give him that. You can't give... A one-on-one, you can't give him that. It wasn't one-on-one necessarily... It was, but I'd it wasn't. The, the um, it was probably the most defender's fault. The significant one was the one he completely missed. That's a that's a major error leading to a goal. Where the ball went straight yeah, past yeah, yeah. him. That's yeah. the major error. But, but... The other one's not a major error. The second one by... Um, Jay Adams. That wasn't Adams. It was... Um, that scored. Theo Walcott. Scored. Walcott scored the last. Yeah. That's I said the second. Okay, so, okay, sorry. <laughs> the second goal went straight through him. Yeah. And that was Kepa's fault. That Clear. Was a, it was a whole blunder at the... Yeah, it was, cl- the it was absolutely yeah. typical Kepa. But the last goal was also what Kepa does badly. It's It was yeah, outside the, the box, yeah, so far away. He had it plenty was... of time to bloody save the thing. He was pretty much close to... And he didn't. I disagree. It's like he didn't move. Okay, I can see the difficulties in that. I honestly can because 
the ball has to one go past defenders. He has to wait for whether the ball is going to be deflected or not. It was close to about three plays. It could have touched them. But that's the thing. If a goalkeeper makes a dive like that before the ball's even in the area to dive, it's going to make him look stupid. So either way, I think he made the right decision. Yes, but it just, he, good call, he couldn't make it good up goalkeepers time. save that. He is he's an Kepa average cost goalkeeper. the three points. Um, Chelsea could have done better, yes. But, you know, once Mendy gets back, I'm sure um, we can sleep a bit easier. All right. Uh, moving on. Now, what did you predict for oh, that one, firstly? 3-1 yeah. uh, to Chelsea. Yeah, I did the exact same. Starting off with two donuts there. Uh, we'll try and speed through the rest because this isn't a Liverpool-Chelsea podcast as we try. We try to sway away from him as much as we can. The next game was Man City 1, Arsenal 0. Now, I was actually surprised of Arsenal that they didn't concede more. Like, Arsenal 12 months ago probably would have conceded four. Yeah. And Man City... But Last then again, season probably would Man have scored City four. twelve months ago probably would have scored four. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I can't fault any of the things there. I think it was a good goal by Sterling as well, attacking it away in the bottom right. Um, you, you could argue it was a Sterling goal by Sterling. Uh, <laughs> what did you predict for that one? I predicted a three-one Arsenal. Ah, uh, Manchester City. Sorry, <laughs> I did two-one. Ah, uh, two-nil. Man City. So I almost got that one. Yeah. But both one point each. Not as there. high scoring as, you know, uh, this week hasn't been as high scoring as the last few weeks. Yeah, very true. Next game, Manchester United 4, Newcastle 1. What do you predict firstly for this one? 2 1, Newcastle, just because Man United have been absolutely the <laughs> well, dog's you, breakfast. You, know you weren't far off because in the 81st minute, I believe, it was. Uh, one one, so it could have well and truly gone that way. I predicted two one United. I just want to, I just want to check something. Yeah, keep, you keep talking about it. Anyway, yeah. So I predicted two one United. Uh, so I get one point, and you get none there. Uh, the talking points here: Bruno Fernandez could have had a hat trick. Uh, he missed a penalty, and then he had a goal disallowed, and then he scored an actual, uh, not he a, pen- a, a non penalty goal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he. He actually is probably one of their best players on the field at that day. I think he got man of the match. Um, and, yeah, the game was 1-1 in the 84th minute. So it could have well and truly swayed your Did they way. they not score any penalties? Huh? No, no, they didn't score a penalty. They, had, they missed one. Wow. They missed a penalty. Bruno missed a penalty. Wow. Um, but they yeah. got goals without scoring penalties. How, how odd. My God. 2020, man. <laughs> it's it's crazy. But yeah, Manchester United... Yeah, no, scoring three goals in 10 minutes, finishing them off well and truly. Um, so, yeah, next game. We're halfway through now. These I are mean, the games. Let, let, let's just, let's just, just a little bit on this Here before we, we move on. It's not a game that they should be up for debate. It, I shouldn't have to think Newcastle have a chance of beating Man United, but because of their performances um, recently, yeah. they did. Well, they haven't had a clean sheet this season just yet. Yeah, so. no, that's not Man United. It no. shouldn't be. But anyway, moving on. Yeah. Well, Newcastle's goal is actually not bad. So yeah. you can't... No, like, if it was a penalty, I would have been like, uh, I know. mean, it was. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, next game we had was overnight. Sheffield United won. Fulham won. Again, a lot of stuff happening in this Weird. one. Mitrovic... The villain in this game, he missed the penalty that would have put them 1-0 up uh, very nearly in the end of the game, 70-something minute, hit the crossbar, went over, um, and then Adamola Lookman 
uh, eventually put Fulham ahead. Mm. Uh, only for Billy Sharp, I believe, to score a penalty. He did exactly what Mitrovic did, <laughs> just a little bit lower. Um, and it was a 1-1 draw in the end. What did you predict for this one? I predicted a 2-0 Sheffield, just because Fulham haven't been anywhere near yeah. this uh, season. But then again, Sheffield, you know, I think it's pretty fair, They're the result. bad. Sheffield have not done well at all. Yeah. I made a tweet earlier that they clearly have those plays missing and their their attacking threat wasn't there. Yeah, their goal was a penalty, so again, it wasn't one of those open plate goals. Mm-hmm. And their defense was leaky. They gave Fulham a, quite a lot of chances. And I'm surprised, like, Ramsdale actually played all right. He made a good yeah. good couple of stops. Um, but yeah, again, also, <laughs> Mitrovic with the penalty for Sheffield. Mitrovic gave the penalty away. Mm-hmm. He was a bit late to the ball and he kicked... I don't know who it was. Like they, he, he kicked a Sheffield player in the leg as that he was also going for the ball. But yeah, uh, thank God I did not trade him in into my FBL team because that would have yeah. been a negative there. Um, next game, what do we have here? Brighton 1, Crystal Palace 1. Or Crystal Palace 1, Brighton 1. What did you predict for this one? I predicted 2-2 two, two draw. So I predicted a draw. You got a draw, yep. I did uh, Crystal Palace 3-1. Wasn't quite what I expected. Um, there was a oh. controversial penalty in this one. Yep. Um, he was, I think it was, it was like a push or a tackle in the box. It wasn't, it wasn't near the ball or well, the ball was coming towards them. I think, um, it's one of those ones where it can go either way. I think the referee decided straight away. I oh, no, Yeah. I think the referee decided straight away that it was a penalty. It didn't go to VAR. Um, but yeah, that, that comes down to different refereeing and how they judged that. But yeah, I think I think I think in the end of the day it was a penalty. Um, either way, if you if you touch someone in the box and they go down, it's mm. most likely going to be a penalty. And the fact that they weren't near the ball, you know, solidifies that fact. I think. Um, but I think that's about it from that game. Yeah, I mean another evenly matched game, I would say. Yeah. Uh, next game, penultimate game of the week, Tottenham three, West Ham three. Another like interesting game. A lot happened in this one. Um, Again, Son and Kane scoring for Tottenham. I think Kane got the double here. Uh, Son scoring the early one. Tottenham are up three 0 in fifteen minutes, mm. and somehow did not <laughs> did not win. Uh, it was three nil in the eighty first minute, still. And then West Ham scored three goals in fif- uh, not fifteen thirteen Crazy minutes. Crazy comeback. Decent comeback. And oh. the goal to get the point <laughs> was unreal. I think. At the stage, so far out. At the oh mate, it was, and he hit it first time as well. Just yeah. smashed it top right, and it went straight into the top right corner. I honestly, he I wasn't had, aiming. I had Werner for my goal of the season, and this trumps it in my opinion. Yeah, I think it it might almost two very different goals. Yeah, but I think for the circumstances that it got them a point, yeah. and it was a thunderbolt. Yeah, you have to give it to him at this stage. There's still thirty three games left to play. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, another chance missed for Tottenham. Bale got his uh, first start uh, as a newly, a newly, a new Tottenham player once again, reborn Tottenham player, and he had a, a quite a clear cut chance to solidify the game at three f- two, and he put it wide. So, okay, he'll get a chance to score a goal for Tottenham again one day. Yeah. But yeah, we'll move on to the <laughs> final right. game yep. of the week. Leicester nil, Aston Villa one. Now the only unbeaten team left 
in the Premier League. Or the team not to drop points. Aston Villa. Uh, four team. from four, I believe. Um, Ross Barkley scoring in the 91st minute to win the match. I think it was a fairly even a even game. It just came down to the final moments. And that's obviously what where the game was. Uh, Ross Barkley has now scored more goals for Aston Villa than he had for Chelsea for the last three or four seasons. Scored, yeah, he scored two from two. <laughs> that's nuts. But yeah, um, Aston Villa. Do you reckon they're going to be the real deal this season or you expect them to drop off eventually? Yeah, I mean, same with Everton. I think you'd expect them to drop off, but I don't know. I have, a, I have a weird feeling about Everton now that they might go on to do a Leicester or something. Um, yeah. Aston Villa, I, I just don't think they have the, the depth in the squad to maintain it. Right. But if they can, all credit to them. Um, what I will quickly bring up. Uh, I think I'm the opposite. I'm with Aston Villa here. Mainly because their two wins have been more convincing for me. Their two big I mean, wins to absolutely destroy Liverpool. They killed Liverpool, and they also so two of the top five teams from last season they've beaten. Yeah, Everton have beaten. Uh, they drew with Liverpool. They beat West Ham, Brighton, and Crystal Palace. Uh, and there's yeah. one other game, I believe, the first game of the season. They beat Tottenham. So, wasn't a top five team. They beat a top. Or I mean, it'd be pretty mad if they continue in this form. Yeah, they beat a top seven team and then you know, a team that finished 16th last season. I mean, the fact that we're even talking about Aston Villa up there. How is weird crazy. is it? But yeah, uh, Aston Villa. They did finish 17th last season. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good sign for them knowing that uh, Mings and Grealish are not going anywhere. Barkley's shown good signs. So you can't. You can't say anything just yet. You can't can't put no. them in the title Way too early. In the title race. You can't put them in the relegation race. Although Still people were saying the same thing about Liverpool last year. I'll say in about five weeks or five game weeks, we'll sort of see shape. I hope. We haven't seen any shape yet. It's been a very very weird season. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, that's the end of the results this week. Um, we've still got games happening tonight, but we'll talk about them in a week. Uh, so the tally for the tipping. I've overtaken once again, 30 to 28, still very tight. Um, but now we'll move on to our main segment, which is the Champions League, which is back. Uh, and we've also got a little surprise in that one as well. The Champions League's back, uh, back in business, starting this Wednesday for us. Uh, it'll be, I think, Tuesday night for European listeners, I believe. Um, but yeah. The surprise that I was talking about is that we will be tipping for this one as well. However, it will be a little bit different. Um, we won't be doing scores or anything like that. We'll just pick a result. Uh, cl- team A, a draw. Team B, to win. If you get it right, you get one point. That'll add to your tally. Um, there's quite a few games. Like there's 16 games to get through. Um, so we'll go through the games going through this week. And then we will have a, a little discussion at the end, um, which you'll hear soon. So the first games... Let's start this week. We have on Wednesday, October 21st. The first game is Zenit v Club Bruges at 3.55am Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, what is your tip there? I am tipping Zenit in yeah. St. Petersburg to get over Club Bruges. Yeah, I've also gone Zenit for that one. And the the other early start game on the Wednesday is Dynamo Kiev v Juventus. Who are you going there? Juventus. Yep. I've gone the exact same. 
All right, moving on to the 6 a.m. games. These are all going to be kicking off at the same time, which I find annoying because I like a couple of these games and I want to watch some of them. But yeah, I think bit... I've got my eye on one, one or two here or yep. three. Uh, I know which one you'll be watching, but we'll go into Do the you? next game. Yeah, I know which one you're watching. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> next game, RB Leipzig v Istanbul Basak Shia. Who you got there? Oh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Istanbul. No, nah, RB Leipzig. Uh, I think... I mean Istanbul never, haven't been never watched them. In a while, yeah. But um, if RB Leipzig don't win, considering how far they got last season, yeah, a couple of the obvious big out. They've still got the integral part of their team still there, but I don't see them winning like they would have last season. Potentially, yeah. uh, just a comfortable win maybe. Yeah, um, I'm also going RB Leipzig for that one. The next game here is Ren v Krasnodar. What do you got here? Um, Ren. Ren. Yep. Storming oh, it in the uh, in Ligue 1. Ligue 1. Uh, as the as the French say. Yep. Pour les Français. What do you got the next? Wee oui, wee. Oui. Ga- wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> wee oui, wee. Oui. Next game we have here is one that I've got my own. Lazio v Dortmund. Lazio. I'm not Italian, so. Well, it's how you say it. Lazio or Dortmund? Or a draw? Which one are you going there? Borussia Dortmund. Eh? Lazio or Dortmund? Or a draw? Draw. Yeah. This is is a good game. I've also gone with a draw. We have no difference. Ciro Immobile. (laughs) Taking on the the likes of Jaden Sancho and and Haaland. I would usually be... It's a saucy fixture. I would usually be heading towards Dortmund, but... Dortmund haven't been... It's in Rome, so... Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I think that is the main factor there. I don't... There's no good our fans, though. No, but still, it does yeah. have a... It has a little effect. bit of it. They have to travel there. Yeah, they have to travel. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, the game you're going to be watching is Chelsea v Sevilla. 6 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I assume you're going to go with Chelsea on that one. Or are you? Yeah. You're going to go I Chelsea? think I will. I think yeah. I have faith. <clears throat> Keppering goal. Oh God! Yeah, um, I didn't think of that. Against the the current, so we're going to concede the holders of the Europa League. We're going to concede, but I mean, I think they'll probably play uh, Giroud mm, um, just because he's well. pretty good at the Champions League. Um, yep. Yeah, no, have to go Chelsea. Yeah, I've also gone Chelsea. We haven't got any different tips just yet. Uh, now we might have the one. next match. Actually, no, <laughs> we're gonna. Have there the should be here. a landslide victory. Yeah, it should. Are you going to tip the? The favourites here. We've got PSG v Man United. Most definitely. You're going PSG? Yeah. Absolutely. At the uh, Stadia de France. I'm also um, going PSG. PSG, yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm <laughs> guessing they're the favourites. If Manchester United are the favourites, well. Not a chance. I think PSG will be firm favourites this one. And the last game on the Wednesday or the Tuesday, wherever you are, is Barcelona v Ferenvaros. Ferenvaros. <laughs> 6 a.m. once again, as I said about a thousand times. I think that's what he said. Cavaros. It's not Italian, it's Spanish, isn't it? I think it? the C silent. Ferranvaros. Yeah. Ferranvaros. Got any more? Where are you from? Ferranvaros. Oh, jeez. They come to eat your children. Oh, no, there you go. You got Barcelona, I assume. Barcelona. I'm also going Barcelona. Barcelona. Alright, so Wednesdays... Catalonia de Barcelona. Want to keep going? No. <laughs> Wednesdays fixtures are complete. We have all of the same tips there. 
Moving on to Thursday's games, we have RB Salzburg. No, it can be confused with the other one, Leipzig. <laughs> As you usually are. And it's Salzburg. V Lokomotiv Moscow. Yeah. Who you got there? Uh, Salzburg, definitely. I've also got Salzburg. <sighs> we're no, I don't think we're going to have a different... We, I feel like we're going to have the exact same tips for the whole thing. Probably. I mean, it's it's the first. Round. If it is, like, there's no point adding them. <laughs> but, well, we might got no points, so... Yeah, it's not going to be any differences. Um, next game we have is Real Madrid v Shakhtar Donetsk. So those two are the early games. Who you got in that one? I assume yeah. the Madrid... Yeah, not not to be confused with uh, fake Madrid. <laughs> uh, next game, kicking off the 6am starts, we have Ajax v Liverpool. Liverpool, easily. You got Liverpool? Yeah. We got a different one. I'm not confident. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. I've already circled it, mate. You're going Liverpool. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, and actually, I am going. Yeah, Liverpool. I hope you're right, to be honest, but... I hope I am, because I don't want to see Liverpool get out this early. Yeah, from the week Oh, they're not that out. I, bet, I mean, I don't want to see them start off. Yeah. The week I, I, have, I have faith that they're actually a team. They're not just Van Dyke and... Yeah. It is a big drop in quality. I mean, um, you also don't have... Allison. I didn't think of this. Yeah. Allison no, I'll, I'll stick with them. I'll stick with them. Allison won't be playing. Van Dyke won't be playing. Just Thiago is under a microscope right now. He also got scans, but... Actually, then, yeah. I'm going to draw. I'm going to draw. Oh, can we do draws? I don't see... Actually, no, I'll do draw too. I can't. I've already circled it. All right, I'll, I'll <laughs> stick with Liverpool. I can't rub it out. All right, all right. It's a pen. All right, all right. It's a pen. <laughs> We've got a different one. You got rubby pen things. No, I don't have one. Magic ink. Never right, heard okay. of it. That's all right. No, I'll stick with Liverpool. Next game. You know, even the Liverpool supporters are showing away from <laughs> Man City v Porto. What you got there? Porto. He's going Porto. All right. I don't I've, know why. I just have a weird, you right. know. I've gone Man City. City. Yeah, I thought you would. <laughs> you are that uh, person. Next game, Midland v Atalanta. I'm not even going to correct you because I don't know how to say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't have to correct me. It looks like they um, someone had a seizure when they were writing their name. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a couple. That's I probably there's insulting. There's I'm two sorry, L's. Where there's are they a from? T and a y. Oh, we went through this last time. I, I do not remember. I don't remember. Is it I'm Croatia? Sorry. No, no, it's not Croatia. Slovenia, somewhere like that? Might be Hungarian. Could be. I don't I know. Well, good luck to them. Um, but I'm going to go with Atalanta. Yep, I've also done that. All right. Uh, third last game, Olympiacos v Marseille. What do you got there? Marseille. Yeah. Easily. I've gone a draw. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Olympiacos. I mean, it's in Athens, but... I reckon. I just have that strange feeling. Mm. You gotta get. You gotta take the bold moves to get the points. I'm not sure draws are considered bold moves, but you know, it's a bold tip. It's a bold. Uh, it's it's a tip. Let's yeah. say that it's a differing of opinion. <laughs> the penultimate game for this game week: Bayern Munich v Atletico Madrid. What do you got for this one? Well, this is the another one. big fixture that I got yeah. my eye on. I mean, Bayern Munich by about. Seven goals. You reckon? I'll put the seven in there. Buy me. I get an extra point seven. if they get seven goals. If they win by seven goals. If they win by seven goals, I'll give you so. an extra point. I mean, they 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 scored eight goals against 
um, Barca. Barcelona not too long ago. So. Yeah. I've also gone blind, but I won't say the seven goals. I'll say maybe by like three goals, three goals to one, something like that. I don't think it would be that big, but I wouldn't be surprised if they yeah. won by seven goals. And the final game of the game week, you're going to kill me for this. Inter Milan. Yeah. Well, what's so better than that? You got it. No, the next one. Is that Internationale? Yeah, I'm going to say it because I have an Australian accent. I'm going to say it in my Australian accent. And you're going to say it in a German accent or whatever. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Borussia Mönchengladbach. So that was close enough. What do you got? Who you got on that one? Mönchengladbach. You are? No. Inter Milan. You're lucky. I almost circled it. You, can't, well, you, know, you know I can't overturn a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Inter Milan? Yep. Done. All right. Tips are in. We'll... Uh, We'll uh, add them to our tally if we get any right. Hopefully we do. Um, I don't know why I'm putting my notes away there. Um, but yeah, now we'll get into the nitty gritty. Who do you think is going to win the Champions League? We've had we've had a little discussion uh, earlier. I think. Um, Are you still on the same track? Are you still going with? I'm on a train, so I do not run on tracks. But um, I think Locomotive Moscow for sure. No. Um, I definitely think Bayern Munich. I think there's no no stepping, especially with the form of Liverpool at the moment, the form yeah. of their really other own challenges, such as um, Real Madrid. I can't see them improving so much that they can overpower PSG. Have obviously dropped off quite a bit, especially in their domestic seasons. Start of the season, um, and you know Manchester City are not showing their their tenth or something in the colours. Premier League. So, um, yeah, Bayern Munich by landslide. It's yeah, be I think cakewalk. I think. Bayern may cruise uh, into another Champions League victory here. I can't... Just looking at it, you know, there could be teams that get into the group stage... Uh, out of the group stage, sorry. Um, you know, they could have a hard fixture coming out of that, but we don't know that just yet. Um, as but, it, like... It will be drawn there. A hard fixture is one thing, but if you look at all the other teams that are in, I can't see them losing to any... I can see them drawing, maybe, but I can't mm. see them losing, which is... Yeah, that's I scary. They're obviously they're the strongest team in Europe right now. So yeah. you can't, you obviously can't see the strongest team in Europe losing to any of the other teams. It yeah. makes sense in theory, especially under but Hansi Flick. Can I mean, I'm also going with Bayern Munich. I think, yes, they lost Thiago. Can they will replace him? I think uh, Kimmich will now move into that um, CDM spot where Goretzka may have been, and Goretzka will now move into that spot. And they also have the addition of Leroy Sané. Um, so. Overall, I think they are stronger, no doubt. And I think, yeah, they're going to go all the way. Now, who do you think, out of all the teams, do you think there'll be a surprise team to get out of the group? I don't know if you've got I mean, the groups up. Out of the group? To get out, like team that would... Surprise. Team on paper that would usually, that wouldn't get out of the group, do you think there'll be a surprise that will get out of the group? I think Gladbach may be the only one. Who do you think will miss out in that group? So you reckon Munch and Gladbach will get... Uh, out of the group, I think they might. I don't, I'm not, I'm not that means confident. Either Inter Milan, Real Madrid, or Shakhtar yeah. will miss out. You think Inter Milan probably out of those would be the only team other fighting for that? Actually, spot? maybe not. I, look, I don't know. It's tough. I'm trying to think of other teams. One Moscow. that I, the one I've Zenit, gone maybe, with. huh? Zenit. Zenit. Uh, which group they in? Bloody hell. I mean, oh yeah. Either Lazio or Dortmund would have to miss out there. Who's in uh, Chelsea? Sevilla? Sevilla. Ren. Ren. I think Sevilla and Chelsea should. No, I think Ren. Really? Yeah. So you think Sevilla? I guess that's a surprise. Ren. 
a surprise. I suppose. Okay. Over yeah, severe. Maybe. Uh, Atalanta, Ajax, Liverpool. I've never seen one of them won't make it. Krasnodar play, so I wouldn't. It would be a surprise if Kiev, either Liverpool, Dynamo. Atalanta, or Ajax would it miss. Um, the one I've gone with, though, I think Man United are stronger than RB Leipzig at this current state. No. I think they are. No. It would be, but this is my surprise. surprise. I think United will miss out. Yeah, I think they'll miss out. But I find that a surprise. I don't know. Leipzig aren't as strong as uh, they were last season. Usually I would. United are stronger than The way they are at the moment. At the moment. I can't see them winning. The group stage goes until December. I think. But, Might even go Yeah, longer. I don't think they're going to improve dramatically. I mean, they did win the Premier League, but I don't think that's going to I just don't think that. Maintain. I don't think Leipzig are on the same level that they were last season either. No, they've, they've lost it. Um, so the... Yeah. Anyway. Group stage goes until the 10th of December. So we're going to be seeing quite a bit of Champions League football in the next couple of months. Um, but yeah, I guess that's... There's a, a couple bit of discussion going on there. We'll see how that develops. Um, and then when the uh, the fixtures are drawn for the knockouts, we can get a li- little bit more into it. Um, we can make some more you know, analytical decisions on those. But yeah, that is the... Champions League preview into that one. Um, who's your smoky for it? Who do you think will go far? That, you know, obviously like an Atalanta or a Leipzig from last season. Who's your smoky? Atalanta again? You reckon they go again? Yeah. I'm going to say... Or Marseille. Right. I'm going to say one that we didn't expect... To go one that you wouldn't expect to go as far. I'm gonna say Lazio will go far. Yeah, that's expected though, isn't it? Out of the top, I don't think they're in the top. All right, right. well, I would agree four. with you there. I'd say Lazio. Yep. Beautiful. Now, Beauty. We'll move on to the transfer whispers. Oh. Uh, they're not so much whispers anymore because they're being they're confirmed. Shouts. But the domestic transfer window has shut during the week. So we'll get into those uh, confirmed transfers now. So for the transfer whispers this week, we have a bunch of confirmed transfers uh, in and out of the championship and lower leagues, but we'll talk about the Premier League ins and outs at this stage. So first and foremost, we have Nathaniel Klein, who was a free agent, was released off his contract. He's now joining Crystal Palace. 29-year-old right back has agreed to a one-year contract there. Um, I'll fly through these, by the way, so you don't have to bear with the details. Uh, we got Victor Moses back on loan uh, on Chelsea. He's been on loan for bloody eight years or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's joined Spartak, Spartak Moscow, a 29-year-old once again. He's a wing-back um, on a 12-month loan. So Chelsea still haven't officially gotten rid of him permanently yet. Uh, next up, Harry Wilson from Liverpool. Liverpool said they weren't going to loan him, by the way, and they have done. Uh, he's gone to Cardiff City up in Wales. Um, 23-year-old midfielder on a 12-month loan. He'll be back once again, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's then sold after that. Next up, nah. Joel Latibodia from Manchester City to Swansea City. 20-year-old centre-back, young guy, coming through the ranks from Manchester City. Uh, he'll get his spell at Swansea... Uh, not a spell. He's permanently gone to Swansea. It was a free transfer on a three-year deal. Uh, next up, another veteran, uh, Anthony Knockart, or Knockart, however you want to say that, 
uh, has gone to Nottingham Forest from Fulham, 28-year-old winger on a six-month loan to be back in January. You don't see many of them nowadays. No, pretty short, yeah. Yeah. And not even it's, it's not even a six-month loan because if it's until January, it's like a three-month loan. It's odd. Yeah. It is odd. Yeah, of course, Nottingham Forest, the two-time European champions. Exactly. Uh, next up, Joe Roden from Swansea to Tottenham. Uh, Tottenham were looking for a backup centre-back, and they got him, a uh, 22-year-old. Um, it's a complete transfer as well. £11 million plus £4 million in add-ons on a five-year deal. Um, I must say something in him. I haven't seen much of him, to be honest. Next up, Harvey Elliott from Liverpool. How is Harvey Elliott going to Blackburn and Swan- um, Carter City? What? Oh, that's Harriet Wilson. <laughs> Sorry. You gotta stick. Put I was, your thinking, list in years I was on. thinking Harry Wilson was Harvey Elliott. Don't anyway, worry. Next up, Harvey Elliott, not Harry Wilson. He's gone from Liverpool to Blackburn. Keep in mind, he's only 17 still. He's still 17. I keep thinking, he's been around for a while. He's been around since he was 15. Yeah, be anyway, captain of Liverpool one day. One day. Uh, the attacker, 17 year old attacker, 12 month loan at Blackburn. Get a little bit more game time than he would at Liverpool. Next up, Jake. Jake Cluck Salter from Chelsea to Birmingham, uh, 23-year-old defender, 12-month loan, another, I'd say, a youth. Is he from the youth? I believe he is. He's a youth academy player. Never heard of him. Um, wow. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even know he was I don't think he's ever team. got a first he's team He's not in game. the first team. No, he's never had a first team. Um, he must be from the youth, yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, Cameron Carter-Vickers from Tottenham to Bournemouth. They've uh, loaned out another centre-back. What's with this double barrel? Just stick with one of them. It's <laughs> too, too long. Double barrel last name. Double barrel surname. Yeah. He's going to be CCV eventually, if he's any good. CCV? Yeah. <laughs> 22-year-old centre-back going to Bournemouth for 12 months on loan. Uh, coming up to the final ones, Ryan Bennett from Wolves to Swansea. 30-year-old centre-back. Was It's an undisclosed fee, but Swansea have offered a 30-year-old a three-year contract. Hey, do you reckon he can bend it like Odd. Beckham? Uh, no. <laughs> Let's say that. This one's probably the... Bennett. Bennett I say, like I, I hear it. <laughs> Next up, this is probably the most anticipated one uh, that since the window opened, was Saeed... Oh, he's a centre-back. Saeed Ben-Rama. <laughs> You're Sorry? still on about Bennett. Yeah. Saeed Ben-Rama from Brentford to West Ham, 25-year-old forward. Uh, what did he say? A 12-month loan. Excuse me. What did he say? Oh, he no. said Ben Rama. He said it. I hear. Said. You is love to Saeed? pull out the jokes in the transfer whistle. Is it Said? No, it's Side. Side. Said. Side. I think it's Said. I've heard Said. 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 It's like it's like S A E D. Ben Rama. Like anyway. Yeah? Ben Rama. Where's he from? Algeria. Anyway, let me let me say this one. Side Benarama from Brentford to West Ham, twenty-five-year-old forward is joining West Ham on a twelve-month loan, uh, with an obligation to buy at the end of the loan for twenty-five million pounds. Now he also he failed his uh, medical and he had to do it again. <laughs> I never heard of, I can't remember last time I heard someone yeah, failing a medical. He failed his medical at West Ham. <laughs> Which I can't, I can't assume I'd have massive expectations there. No. They still have like 18th century medical equipment, don't they? Probably. Now coming to the last two, we got Jack Butland finally leaving Stoke 
uh, up to Crystal Palace, or down to Crystal Palace. Uh, 27-year-old goalkeeper. He's 27. 500,000 pounds is all it costs Crystal Palace. That's pretty good. Pretty good on a three-year contract. Uh, I think he'll be their starting goalkeeper as well. I, don't, I think he would overtake um, Gaeta, I believe it is. And the final transfer, which came after the transfer window closed. So he may arrive in January. I believe that's how it works. Danny Welbeck. Oh, but because he is a free agent, I think... He can join. No, I think he can if he's a yeah. free agent. Anyway, Danny Welbeck, free agent, uh, has joined, agreed to join Brighton. 29-year-old forward on a 12-month contract. Formerly from Watford, formerly from Arsenal. Yep. Um, I think he, he was released from Watford at the end of the last season. So hence why he's a free agent. Jumped ship. Yep. Anywho, that is the end of Transfer Whispers for this week. I think... From now on, we'll be reporting rumours up until January mm-hmm. where the window opens back up. So excited for that. Um, we'll now move on to the games this week and our tipping. Now we move on to the games this week and our tipping predictions for the games. Um, as it stands, Tom's on 30 and I am on 28. So Tom with a two-point lead. Which is nothing these days. No. You can catch it up straight I mean, away. very small margin. Um, obviously we still, the... we still haven't thought of a forfeit for the loser. No, we will be thinking of that. Uh, you know what? Let's We're going to agree on something before January. Right. We have to agree on something before then, before it gets all serious. Yes. All right. All right. It's agreed. Shake us. <sighs> We've shake. We just shook. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Games. Let's go. Match, uh, to finish off match week five, we have West Bromwich Albion taking on Burnley at the Hawthorns Mm. on Tuesday, the 20th of October at 3.30am. Tom, what'd you have for that one? I've gone with 2-0 Burnley. I've gone with a 2-2 draw. Burnley yet to get a point. Yes. Dead last. What'd you say? 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw. I need to write these down, sorry. Uh, 2-2 draw. Next up, what we got? Next up, we have Leeds United taking on Wolverhampton Wanderers at Elland Road on mm. Tuesday, the 20th of October at 6am Australian Eastern Daylight Time. What would you have for that one, Tom? I reckon a 2-2 draw. I had a 3-2 in Leeds' favour. 3-2 Leeds. Big up. Next off, we have the start of match week six when Aston Villa, the undefeated... L- haven't dropped a point at this stage. Take on Leeds United at Villa Park on Saturday the 24th of October at 6am. What'd you have with that one, Tom? I've gone with Aston Villa def- undefeated no more. Oh, okay. 2-1 Leeds. I had 2-1 Aston Villa. Wowza. 2-1 A-V-L. Moving on. Next, we have West Ham taking on... Manchester City at the London Stadium on Saturday, the 24th of October at 10.30pm. Mm-hmm. What'd you have for that one, Tom? I've gone 3-0 City. I've gone 3-2 West, uh, 3-2 Man City. I was surprised for a second. Sorry. MCI. Next up, we have Fulham taking on Crystal Palace at Craven Cottage. Mm-hmm. Right on the River Thames on Sunday, the 25th of October at 1am. What'd you have for that one, Tom? I've gone with a 3-1 Palace win. I've gone with a 2-1 Palace win. 
Can I just point out, we haven't got one exactly right, you're saying. Yes, exactly but the there's still a few it? to come. Exactly. Next right, up... You've got, to say the, you've got to say what you go on first. All right, right yeah. Next up, we have Manchester United taking on Chelsea at yep. Old Trafford. Not, Not New, New Trafford. Trafford. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did we say the same joke? Yeah. <laughs> on fun. Sunday, the 25th of October at 3.30am, I went with a 3-1 Chelsea. Ooh, I did a 1-1 draw. Very good. Do you take offence to that? No. Uh, next up, we have Liverpool taking on Sheffield yes. United at Anfield Back on Sunday, Anfield. the 25th of October at 6am. What do you have for that one, Tom? I'm going uh, 3-0 Liverpool. I also had 3-0 Liverpool. So where we always get the Liverpool one the exact same. Yeah. Not always, but most of the time. Most of the time. Next up, we have Southampton taking on... The top of the table, Everton at St. Mary's Stadium on Monday, the 26th of October at 1am. Mm. Yep. What'd you have for that one, Tom? I've gone Everton 3-2. I went with Everton mm. 5-1. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I hate those. Next up. <laughs> Next up, we have Wolverhampton Wanderers taking on Newcastle United at the Molyneux on Monday, the 26th of October at 3.30am. What did you have for that one, Tom? I went Wolves 2-1. I went Wolves 2, two goals to 1. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Wolves haven't scored as much as I thought they would this year. Hopefully and the last match that we will be tipping for this week is Arsenal taking on... Leicester City at the Emirates on Monday, the 26th of October at 6.15am. What did you have for that one, Tom? I've gone Arsenal 2-1. I've gone with Arsenal 2 and Leicester 2. So a 2-2 draw. Mad. Wow. And that was the tipping for this week. So, we'll move on to yes or no. Yes. Now it's time for Yes or No. If you're new to the podcast, the way Yes or No works is quite simple. Tom and I each ask each other three questions. So I'll ask a question or Tom will ask a question, then the other person, then the other person, the other person. And we can simply only reply with yes or no. Tom, would you like to start? Yes, I will start this week. What is your first question? My first question is, is DCL or Dominic Calvert-Lewin in it to win it? For the golden boot. Yes. My first question to you, Tom, is given Manchester United's comeback this week, is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's job still at risk? It's at risk, yes. Right. Uh, my next question to you. Do you think we'll see Premier League fans at games sometime at the end of this year? This year? Yes, this year. No. Not a chance in hell. What about heaven? Maybe. Um, my second question to you, Tom, is... Can Dominic Calvert-Lewin win the Ballon d'Or this year? No. Okay. My last question for you is... Are Sheffield at risk of relegation? No, yes. Yes? Yes. Yes. Most definitely. Moving on, the final question of the episode. My final question to you, Tom, is... Is Pep Guardiola at risk of losing his job? 
No. And that was Yes or No. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at JZ underscore football. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at RP underscore shop. And you can follow myself at Thomas Hayes underscore. Uh, So make sure to follow us for updates about football world and ourselves. You can find all our contacts and references in the description of this podcast. So thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.